you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I use Anchor and it's been absolutely fantastic. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Terrific Promotions offers the ability to create custom apparel at affordable prices. From t-shirts to hats, banners to promotional materials, let Terrific bring your ideas to life. You can even use their online design tool to create your own custom artwork and have it printed. Give them a call today at 843-921-0607 or visit www.trificpromotions.com. That's the letter T-R-I-F-F-I-C promotions.com. Tell them you heard about them on Jeff Watson Unplugged. Watson Unplugged. Just wanted to say thank you to everyone that listened to last week's episode. It was actually our biggest episode thus far, so I wanted to say thank you for that. Just wanted to take care of a couple housekeeping things too. Uh, This week, we're going on today, which is Friday, December 27th. Next week, we'll also do the same thing. So it'll be Friday, January 3rd. Uh, So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone. Apologize for any confusion. And just let you know I appreciate everyone listening. And another thing that we're starting to do is we're putting our episodes on YouTube. So, you know, that's another platform that people will be able to listen to us on. Today, I wanted to discuss briefly why I started this podcast and hopefully go go a little further in terms of what my hopes are. One of the things that's really important to me with this platform is to be able to bring attention and awareness to mental health issues. And obviously, these issues affect a lot of people, not just white people, not just black people, not just men, not just women, but it affects everyone. And in some part of your life, you know someone or it's you personally that has a struggle with a mental illness, whether it's depression, anxiety, whatever the case may be, you know of someone that is struggling with mental illness and 
in the first episode, I talked a little bit about my struggles with depression and anxiety. And I got some comments about the podcast and, you know, just saying thank you for sharing your story. And, you know, it was really uplifting and it's really good to know that I'm not the only one that's struggling. Well, today what I really wanted to do is talk about how different cultures look at mental illness and how that can be a detriment. I don't know how all white people look at mental illness because I'm not white. So I can't, I can't offer any insight onto that. However, I can offer insight on what it was like and what it's like currently to be a black man that struggles with mental illness. Now let's take the mental illness completely out of it. Let's talk about the perception. I'll go back to when I was six years old. When I was a kid, my parents or different people would ask, why are you so sad? What's wrong? Why are you crying? What's going on? And that was a tough question to answer. I was sad. And it wasn't because I was not getting toys or any of that stuff. Because I was. I was getting a ton of stuff. But I wasn't getting what I needed. And what I mean by that is my parents at that time were going through a really brutal divorce. My father was abusive. I mean, there's no other way to say it. My mom became a shell of herself and she began to struggle a good bit and she wasn't there for me in the ways that she had been and things got physically abusive and you know I see my parents fighting and you know going back and forth and I'm really struggling with it and as a six-year-old I remember the day that I went into the bathroom and I got up on the step stool and I looked in the mirror with tears in my eyes and I said, is this your fault? Are they fighting because of you? For the longest time, I believed that the answer was yes. I believed that I was the reason that my parents were getting divorced. They had been married years before they had me, but I felt like I was the reason that they were getting divorced that this little life was now interfering in their marriage. I remember going to church, I think when I was about seven or eight, and I was sitting in Sunday school, and the tears were just rolling down my face, and the Sunday school teacher asked me, hey, Jeff, what's, what's wrong, baby? Why are you crying? What's wrong? Did something happen at home? Somebody picking on you? And I said, no, I'm, I'm just sad. I'm, I'm just really sad. Being in Sunday school and having my Sunday school teacher look at me and say, well, the reason why you're so sad and upset is because your faith in God isn't strong enough. And I just remember sitting there saying, I wasn't good enough for my parents. And now I'm not strong enough for God. What is wrong with me? 
am I that messed up? And this would be the way I would carry myself and think about myself for years. And when I say years, I mean until recently. So over 30 years, I'm sitting here thinking that I'm such a problem that I cause so many issues. And one of the reasons that I bring all of this up is because in the black community, speaking out about mental illness is a big no-no. And it's still a big no-no. Even though there are alarming numbers today of black men that are committing suicide. And one of those reasons is because as a black man, you're taught from a very early age that admitting that you're struggling is admitting weakness. It's losing. And it couldn't be further from the truth. When I started going to therapy, it opened my eyes to so much. I can look back now and say that six-year-old me was depressed. Six-year-old me had anxiety issues. Six-year-old me needed help. And I want to stop right here and say, I understand what my Sunday school teacher was trying to say, but what that does is it drives a wedge in your relationship with God if you're a religious person. Myself, I'm a spiritual person. I consider myself a Christian, and that's important to me. So for someone to question my faith really struck a nerve with me, and it did throughout the years. I guess what I wanted to say in this podcast is that we have to get to the point in society, regardless of race, Regardless of upbringing, we have to get to the place where we can openly discuss mental health issues without fear of being judged, ridiculed, or told that we're weak. Coming forward and saying that you are having issues with depression or anxiety, that's not weakness, that's strength. The problem is no one wants to be vulnerable. That's not only from the standpoint of the person that's suffering, but from that person's support group or support system, whoever that may be, whether it's family, whether it's friends, church family, you name it. A lot of people don't want to discuss mental health issues. Because they don't understand it. I really wish our government would do a much better job discussing mental health issues and taking the time to, I guess, get rid of some of the myths and misunderstandings around mental health. Because right now, a lot of people, when they think about mental health issues or when they think about mental health in general, 
they automatically equate it to someone being in a padded room, uh, someone who has tried to harm someone or do something um, that makes you say, wow, that person's crazy. When in reality, a mental health issue may be someone that is extremely organized and detailed oriented. That may be how their anxiety presents itself. There may be a person that you invite out to a party or you say, hey, let's go grab something to eat. And their standard answer is, no, I, I can't today. Um, not really feeling that well or I've got some stuff to do around the house. And that person is laying in bed or they're laying on their couch watching a movie or they're just kind of zoned out that could be how their depression manifests itself knowing the signs and understanding what they mean is truly sometimes the difference between life and death and i really hope that as a society we get to the point where we can offer a listening ear to those who are struggling without the impulse of wanting to respond. One of my biggest pet peeves is to talk to someone and they automatically feel like they have to fix whatever I'm going through. Sometimes all I want to do is talk to you and all I want you to do is listen. Don't offer me an opinion. Don't try to fix me. Don't try to tell me, oh, well, it'll be better at some point. You just have to be patient. You just got to get through this rough patch. Don't tell me that. <laughs> and that's for me. Now, other people are different. I can only speak about me. But I cannot stand it when someone tries to fix me or fix my problems. Now, another way that these issues can present themselves is if you have a person who normally acts one way and they've done a complete 180 that's when it's important to start asking questions like hey are you okay what's up because a lot of times what happens is we'll have people in our lives that judge that and they'll take it as well this person doesn't want to be bothered with me anymore this person they just need their space. And in some cases, that's the last thing that they need. They just need someone there for them. They need someone to hear them out. Sometimes the most powerful thing, the most powerful thing that we can ask is, are you okay? And we can follow that up by saying, I'm here for you. I want to listen to you I don't want to judge you I just want to listen I'm here for you I honestly feel that if I had more people in my life that said those words I wouldn't feel how I feel at times there are times there are times when I feel completely inadequate and it's hard 
to feel that way because you feel like nothing is ever good enough. You're constantly overcompensating, overpromising, sorry. You're constantly overpromising and underdelivering. And that's such a, a dangerous place to be. Because for me, it turned into me just trying to fix everything. I'm trying to rob Peter to pay Paul when it came to finances. And if I had just been up front and said, you know, I'm struggling, I'm having a hard time, and I could really use your help. If I had just said that, maybe things would be different. But to wrap this all up, and this will not be the first time that I discuss this, I'm going to do a series, but we'll take a break for next week's episode and do something a little less heavy. Um, But I just want to say that it's important to have these discussions. As uncomfortable as they may be, it is so important to discuss mental health and mental illness because it truly could save a life. And that life could be yours could be someone you love so let's start being open-minded let's start having open and honest conversations and let's try to help some people out thanks everyone for joining me today on jeff watson unplugged i hope that this episode and future episodes create conversations and dialogue about many of the issues that plague our society today we are brought to you by lions roar media company we would like to thank our sponsors for being a part of this journey for more information, to send in comments or questions, please email us at lionsroarmediaco at gmail.com. That's lionsroarmediaco at gmail.com. We will post new episodes each Wednesday, so stay tuned. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, or Radio Public. Follow us on Twitter at Lions Roar Media One. That's Lions Roar Media and the number one. Or you can follow me at Jeff Watson and the numbers two five. That's Jeff Watson twenty five. Again, thank you all for joining us, and until next time. God bless and keep moving forward one step at a time. Peace.